Hi, HR Nation. It's Chris Rainey. Welcome to HR Leaders, the show where we interview today's most successful and innovative HR practitioners. Today's guest is Simon Vigas. Simon is the former Corporate Vice President of HR at Novo Nordisk. Simon, welcome to the show. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, Simon, to fill in the gaps, tell uh, HR Nation a little bit about yourself and uh, your journey um, within Novo Nordisk, which I understand is where you spent most of your career. That's true. Um, I've been, uh, I can say it for a start, I've been all of, uh, all of my professional life. I've been in, in HR roles, uh, but uh, as you also said, I've been uh, 16 years uh, in Novo Nordisk. Uh, and I also, I would say I would characterize those 16 years also very much within HR business partnering. Uh, because when I joined the company back in the early 2000s, uh, I had the pleasure of uh, becoming one of the first HR business partners uh, uh, in, the, in the company. That was a fairly new concept at that point of time based on, on Dave Ulrich's uh, concept of HR business partnering. Uh, and I, I found it, you know, attracting because it was a, it was a good combination of understanding the business and also, of course, uh, using my professional knowledge within HR. And as I have a, maybe a little bit, I don't know, untraditional background because I come from a background in business economics, I, I actually also enjoyed a lot of the strategic stuff, uh, understanding the business. So for me, that was a, it was an extremely good uh, opportunity and also joining a company in, 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 in pretty, uh, you can say, substantive growth uh, at that point of time. Um, so, so my journey in, in the company has been uh, of, of different roles. A lot of them, as I said, in, within the HR business partner. And I also uh, had the opportunity to, as I said, because the company was growing in the beginning, it was 9,000 in Denmark, 7,000 outside of Denmark. Uh, I also had an opportunity to get more into, you can say, global roles. It was maybe a, a little bit of a coincidence because when I were in the beginning, that area actually took some responsibility for a new site, a production site, manufacturing site in, in Brazil, uh, and also in China, where at that point of time, China was close to no one in terms of manufacturing company. So, so I had the opportunity to also join uh, some, some, some more global uh, roles and get to understand, you know, what does it mean to be uh, uh, employed uh, and work uh, in a different uh, area than in the little Denmark where I was uh, in, the, in the beginning of my career. And that was also why I, after some years uh, in the company in Denmark, had an opportunity to or said yes to an opportunity that came uh, for me to, to join uh, uh, Novo Nordisk in France. And at that point of time, it was not very normal to leave uh, HR or go <laughs> for HR positions outside of uh, your own uh, country. Everybody knows that in HR, well, you need to know the local stuff and all the local laws and so on. So if you want to you know, take care of anything, then everything, then, then you don't, then you stay within your own own country, so that was a that was a pretty new thing, and that gave me some opportunities to, to uh, you know, also uh, work with leaders uh, in in a different culture. Yes, still in Europe, but but still France and, and Denmark. There are some substantial differences in, in the way uh, you can say we look at leadership. Uh, so that was a that was a new uh, challenge for me, and it was also where I had the first opportunity to work with you can say the sales uh, and the commercial side, uh, which also attracted me a lot. And, and from that on, I, I mean, I, I, moved, uh, I moved back to, to, to Denmark. And from that, on, I held different uh, HR 
business partner jobs. I've always been part of leadership teams. I've always been close to the business. And luckily for me, it's been a progress. I mean, I had an opportunity to, to start as a director in, in, a, in, a, in part of Europe became then a responsible and vice president for for a bigger area where also Asia and Pacific was part. And then in the, in the very end of my career, I then joined the North American operation. So, so I've been more or less all around the world, <laughs> uh, opportunities all around the world. And, and, and with some of the same, but of course with, with, with growing responsibility, I mean, but some of the same uh, context, because I really like to, I like this, you can say, um, um, interface between the business and, and how can you make sure that we have our people doing the best and how can you make sure that the organization and strategy fits together. So that is something that has always attracted me. And, and then, of course, you can say the third thing, which I might not have mentioned, is the leadership part. I, I had the opportunity to come leader back in, in 2005. Uh, and, and I also found that, you know, quite uh, attractive, not from a... Uh, I can say a power perspective, but more, you know, having the opportunity to to work together with right people and and also, you know, do more in terms of uh, what I wanted to do together with the, mm-hmm. the rest of the organization. So, so that is that that's that's maybe in a, in a, I don't know if that's too many words, but at least a no. little bit about what I well, what yeah. I've done uh, so far. <laughs> well, the good thing is uh, normally people can summarize their career quite short because they've only been there for two to three years. But in your case, you know, it, it, you can't really summarize uh, 16, oh. sorry, or 17 career in, 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 <laughs> in a minute. It's quite difficult. So, um, well, firstly, as I mentioned earlier, congratulations on being on the role so long. And that's just testament to your business for keeping you engaged and always giving you the opportunity to, to grow and that's really what clearly what's kept you uh, in the business and engaged and excited and um, um, involved you know because that's the hard part and uh, I, I know now um, that you're that you're looking forward, forward to your new role um, which which is we haven't announced yet but I'm sure you'll let letting everyone know soon um, so you've got everything ahead of you so which is fantastic yeah. um, just going back one step before that just very briefly what was it that compelled you to 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 start a career in HR or pursue a career in HR? Uh, maybe I touched a little bit, uh, a little bit on it, but but I think uh, if if I go back in my in my uh, in my student years, I I I did actually uh, study, um, you can say, more the economic part of uh, of, of business, and, and I also started spend a lot of time in, in in looking into statistics and all those kind of more traditional. Uh, stuff also but I also I, I actually also when I was in my uh, my university time I I had the first encounter with organization and strategy and I found that extremely thrilling because I I see that you know the way you construct the way you design the way you you look upon your organization has fundamental uh, you know, meaning for how you actually um, will you be successful? How you actually will run your business? How communication will run? Uh, all sorts of things uh, you can manage by designing your organization and and also attracting the people. Uh, you know, the right people to the organization the right way. So for me, this 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 combination of understanding, you know, where are we going? And then designing your your structure, your organization, mm-hmm. and the people that you get is extremely interesting and extremely important. And it's something that is, I'll also say, it, it's a 
it's it's something that you really have to be you know uh, focused on because if you're not uh, then then you can all sort of fall, fall apart so for me this combination was uh, something i already saw in my 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 first years that i i really i really liked that and those discussions because that's that's a little bit where you where you try to combine some things it's not sure. i mean you cannot you cannot just sit at the statistics and then design your organization or you cannot just you know you have you have to take all things into consideration uh when you design things and by the way it's moving all the time so you also have mm -hmm. to you know go back and, and have a look at it again and again I, I really i really enjoyed that so from very early on unlike quite a few people i speak to you were already looking at both the business strategic side and hr and working out how they can both benefit each other and assist yes. each other on that journey yes. yeah. fantastic so you've already come in with that mindset which is quite great because you know only in the last five five to eight years as as has hr you know moved over to more the strategic side as you know Whereas yeah. it seems that you you saw that very clearly early on, and the impact that the the, the, the HR can have on the business, and uh, yeah. bringing in the right talent and the right people to lead. So that's quite interesting. Well, yeah. on that point, could you share one transformation or project that you're most proud of that you've you've delivered in your career? Yeah, I, I think I can I can do that. I I, I can mention one. Uh, in fact. In the last many years of my career, I, I worked a lot on transformation also because I would say that in, in general, the pharmaceutical sector is under a lot of transformation right now, but also the company, you know, has been under transformation because as I said in the beginning, it, it's been, a, it's been a, a very growing company for a long time, but in the last couple of years, uh, due to different things and due to, to also massive uh, can say pressure from uh, from from different sides. It's it's been a little bit less, uh, and and the growth has been uh, under pressure. So, I would say uh, when I joined uh, the European uh, region, North and Central, back in two thousand nine, that was just in the middle of, of the European crisis. Uh, and what was happening, which was quite interesting, uh, also seen from an internal perspective in Nordic, was that that Europe, which was quite big organizations, the oldest part of, of, mm -hmm. of the company and a very big also in terms of turnover was not doing was not doing well, at least not relative to the rest of the organization because Europe was doing, you know, four or five percent growth and the rest of the organization managed more, much more than double digit. Even US at that point in time with twenty five percent growth. So it was it was massive growth everywhere. So from from a headquarter point of view, Europe was was, you know, the old man. <laughs> uh, you know, the one who could not really perform and and the, the fact what happened uh, also in our region was that we were starting to you know feel that we were not good enough there was a, a, a you know a feeling of people also our talents maybe start to look outside of the company and all those negative uh, negative uh, things were starting and, and even the leadership team when I was part of we were we were not very constructive we were having discussions about you know things that we couldn't really control or or negative discussions so we started a, a, a process uh, that was a, something that, that I was uh, put, put in front of, uh, of, of trying to uh, you know, get back on the engagement track again. Mm -hmm. and, and there were multiple things that we started to do. One of the things from, a, from an organization perspective was to also to push back to headquarters, actually, actually to our very top and say, you know, you need to look upon Europe as a quite successful because we are. You just have to look and compare us, not to China. And <laughs> US, yeah. It's all context. Compare, yeah. compare, us, compare us to uh, European peers. 
Uh, and so we started to do that. That was, you can say, the more compara uh, comparison part where we actually started to look into, are we actually doing good? And we were. And, and then we started to, to look a lot on the narratives, also leadership narratives. What are we, how do we actually, you know, present ourselves? Are we proud of ourselves? Uh, and we started to change that as well. And you can say, thirdly, uh, and I'll, I don't have time to go into details, but, but thirdly, what we did was to work a lot on our talents and also the people that we attract. So we made sure that they understood that they were really valued. Uh, and they also found, you know, that we are really attractive and that we had a future. I mean, there was something to stay in the organization. So I would say that transition was not something that happened you know, overnight. It was a, a hard transition over a longer time. There was a lot of actions going on. But it was, it was a transition from, from, from an organization in crisis to an organization being stable, understanding it was a good you know, uh, contributor to, to the company uh, and a stable contributor to the company. And also, if you compare to some of the other areas, maybe, maybe more stable, more re reliable. Uh, and, and that in, in terms, we got people to stay and we mm -hmm. got also people to be more engaged. So I would say that that transition, uh, I've been quite proud of seeing a, a Europe uh, coming from an unstable crisis situation to a much more stable and, and happy situation. So fantastic. And so what were some of the specific steps that you took to re-engage those employees in the business? So, so, so one of the things was, I think, I always think that it all starts from, from the top. I mean, if, mm -hmm. if you're not able to, sure. lead as leaders, to, to send the right signal. So first of all, as I said before, we, we made sure that from the very top, and that even came from the very top of Norway, the CEO, you made sure whenever Europe was addressed, it was addressed either in neutral ways or at least, uh, or in positive, if we can get that. Because before, as I said, they, they addressed Europe in negative ways. So that was, a, that was a one thing that we started to address. We, of course, took the same medicine, so to speak, in the leadership teams. Mm -hmm. But we started to focus much more on things we could do something about. I mean, you can always, when you're frustrated, you can always talk about all those kind of things that is not working. But why don't we you know, look at those things that, that are working and that we can do even better? So we started to go more into solution mode. Uh, that, was, that was one part of the engagement. And then the other one was, as I said before, we focused on the talent. We focused on our talent, people who were the leadership talent, but we also made a special program to it were called super drivers. And super drivers are those people in the organization who actually are engaged, almost by, by nature are engaged. <laughs> and how can you, why are they engaged? And we took those people and put them together. It was around, I don't know, 40, it was 7-8% of the population, so 40 people mm -hmm. in the organization that we actually put together and, and started to you know, also get some inspiration from sure. and find out why are, they, uh, why are they so engaged and how can we spread that engagement into the rest of the organization. So, so throughout that, a little bit of in investigation into why are these people engaged, what does, why does it make sense for them to stay in our organization and then build on their knowledge and try to spread that to the rest of sure. the organization. And what, what did so you learn all, from the super group? What did you learn from the super group? What are sort of the key standout some of the things th you learned? Some of the things which is obvious, I would say, is that, that those people who are really engaged, they feel that their job is very meaningful. Mm -hmm. they, and it they sends have, a purpose. Yeah. That, that is it. They, and they have, they have leaders who are very close to them, who are interested in, in understanding where they are and are interested in, in you know, moving them. And I'm not, so, I'm not necessarily talking about moving them out or moving into another department, mm -hmm. but I'm talking about moving them development-wise. 
because I think that that's we all want that. We all yes. want a job. Where, I mean, you want a job where you, where you want to feel that you know, it's meaningful. You want to feel that you know when by the end of the day that you have you have accomplished something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to feel that okay, well, I've done a great job today, but I can do maybe even more tomorrow. So we, we all want to develop. I think that was some of the the characteristics of those people, characteristics of the people, and then they had probably also. Uh, and I, and that's a little bit more difficult to find, but they had a very positive. I mean, they they they, they some people naturally have that attitude. They have that. Can't, they have that. They always <laughs> uh, look for 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 what they could do instead of you know sitting together uh, maybe at the water cooler and and and, and, and spreading, spreading uh, the moaning. So that was some of the characteristics of those people, and we and we tried to to build on that, and also we put try to put them a little bit in the light. Some of them didn't like it a lot, but we tried to put them in the light in the right way. So. Mm-hmm. So we could use that. Yeah, so that was that was one of the things that I really, you know, I liked a lot. I think it was a good process and it, fantastic. And it what was the way. impact on the company then? Once you, of course, it's always a long going process. But what impact did you did you see? Did that did you see at the top that that had on the business? So 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 first of all, I think that that the and it's of course also part of the story of the company. But but I would say it it it, it came clear that. That it's not you don't have to be, you know. It, it's not about. I put it another way: if, if you're only successful if you drive doubling growth, no, you're successful if you can, you know. First of all, manage to beat the competition, which we could in Europe. You're successful if you if you are positive towards what you're doing. If you're striving to do more, uh, if you are looking for opportunities and all those kind of things, that is what makes you successful. It's not the pure numbers because i mean in a european setting it would be impossible you have a germany which are not uh, uh, they're not very positive towards new uh, new products so how <laughs> can you drive growth when you have a us where you can take price uh, increases sure. every year so the competition was you can't measure there. it the same so, can you exactly so we try mm-hmm. to go beyond the 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 economic uh, numbers uh, and try to go a little bit more deep into what does it mean to be successful and honestly i think i mean i've been i've been both in us and i've been in europe and i'm not saying anything bad about us they did a good job but i think at the point of time at least also when i left the, the european organization they were more productive simply to the fact because it was needed i mean you need to be very on your toes to create the, that growth because it was just more difficult than it was in the us at that point in time. so so I think that was part of the picture that we also managed to change in the organization. And also, uh, one thing maybe more, that from the very top, always try to be at least neutral when you talk about your people. It, it's, not, it's, it's, not a, it's not a good thing to, to talk negatively about your people, at least not in the open. There's, no positive, there's no positive outcome, right? in a Danish company in a Danish company it's interesting I'm Danish myself but, but in a Danish company uh, irony and sarcasm sometimes is, is something we, we have a humor yes but you have sure. to be careful how, yeah. you use that how interpret it how people exactly. interpret it and it's not seen in the same way everywhere so I would say yeah. that was some of the things that, uh, that we saw happen and, and changed the environment of the company I would mm-hmm. say so what advice would you give to someone you know if there's other of course there's many of our members that are on a similar journey right now that, that you've gone through many of the multinationals that we work with what advice would you give to other hr leaders that are just starting that journey or, or on that journey at the moment well i think i think uh, i think what i would do is i would i would um, my advice would to would to would be to look at you know look at very holistically 
on, on, on this, uh, this piece. I mean, engagement comes from many sources. Of course, from an individual perspective, you have to create meaning. I think that's, that's something which is very clear. But it also comes from the outside. It comes from how you, you compare. It comes from uh, how leaders uh, you know, talk about the, the business, how leaders are when they're gathering. So I would say you have to attack uh, this engagement part from many different angles. I mean, it's mm -hmm. not enough to make an, uh, a survey. <laughs> and then look into the survey and then uh, okay this yeah. is this is this uh, and then try to fix it uh, you have to be proactive and you have to to start that dialogue and you have to probably uh, attack it from many angles that's that's i think uh, um, my best advice fantastic well, well thank you very much for sharing that i'm sure a lot of our members will take away a lot from that they can implement in their own organization or at least provoke their thought uh, their thought process uh, along the way as well so where we are now obviously there's a um, you're you're off, obviously off to move into an organization um and you, you, very exciting times uh, but you personally looking around you at where the industry lies right now where do you see sort of the biggest room for improvement in the hr industry uh, you know w w a lot of things are going around you know digital technology etc etc you personally what, what what where do you see what skills i suppose do you think will be more important in hr in the future I mean, now where I'm coming from, that that's almost obvious. But I think I think we, as you said before, we have only we've only spent a short time in HR really focusing on what we could do to the business, and we really I think we have a long way to go to really become strategic and really to earn our you know seat at the table, as you say. Mm -hmm. uh, if I look around me, I. It differs a lot from company to company where HR, you know, um, where the seat is. I mean, everywhere in the company, no company would have a management team without finance. They couldn't dream about that. There <laughs> yeah. will all be someone responsible for, for the finance. But you find even big companies where HR, I mean, I was in, in a company, you know, I love the company, but in fact, there's no uh, executive vice president for HR. The one who's responsible for HR has that among other areas as well. So, so for me, this, this, this thing about us being even more strategic, um, combine our understanding of business uh, with people, organization, I think we still have a lot to, to do within that. I, I, I fully acknowledge the technological <laughs> challenge that we have, and that's important. Uh, I think that's maybe more of some tools uh, sure. that's my aspect, uh, pers mm -hmm. uh, perspective it's something that that can leverage a lot of things and it can help us you know do things smarter quicker uh, and you know and by the way also generate data with, uh, faster which is a good thing to do when you want to be strategic but it is a tool so i would say those things about becoming more strategic really becoming a, a, a strong source for 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 the for the ceo and for the leadership that's something that we need to develop even more Mm -hmm. I think you, you hit a good point there is they're both when you when you mention technology and being strategic they they support each other don't they because yeah. to be more strategic you need that data if you if you do have a seat in the boardroom you need you know sure. it's, it's great to have sure. that your, your own judgment you know yeah. but if you look at finance look at uh, marketing operations all of the decisions are driven by data right yeah <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But, but it's but but to that I would say it's, it's also a question about how we how, how do we how do we sell it? And there's something which I, I'm not I'm, I'm probably the best one to know, but but I think 
people always say, but HR data are not correct or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's always, uh, uh, but if you look at finance data, they lose, use a lot of assumption as well. They just are <laughs> persuading that those assumptions are the right ones. So I think that what we could do in HR, we should also be, be, be better at focusing on how we can sell the data, not just showing the data. Sure, sure. That, that's, yeah. uh, that's has to be both. has to be both. Because yeah. you, get, you get some people that are very much great at telling the story and, and, and the impact, et cetera. And, uh, but, and then you get others that are just purely data-driven. I think it has to be a balance. The most successful leaders I speak to have, are good at doing both. Um, you know, yeah. selling the narrative and also going, look, here's the data to back it up. Yeah. And if you're great at doing both ends, then it becomes very difficult <laughs> yeah. for the team not to go, not to, to move, to move with you in, in that direction. And yeah. also I think it's, um, it's, as you said, it's a cultural thing as well, still in organizations. Uh, in yeah. my mind, if you don't have HR on a board, then it seems like a pretty crazy idea. Um, but when I first started at 17 years old, 10 years ago, there was hardly any company. No. I take you on a board and, and I've only been in the industry for, for 10 years I'm very young still but yeah. even I've seen the dramatic shift yeah. um, and I think HR leaders are tired of that conversation you know HR in the boardroom you know it's something which has been on our programs and any event you go to it's still there so it's still a yeah. challenge it's still yes. something that people are battling with and yeah. I'm still quite shocked that 10 years on that it's still a conversation that even needs to be had I think yeah. if you're if you're an organisation, <laughs> you should have HR on the board. So it's pretty it's pretty yeah. crazy there. Um, yeah. but, uh, <laughs> fantastic. And um, wh- one of the things I was going to ask you as well in your um, in your career in terms of moving around different roles in the industry and different cultures, etc., has that helped you in other areas of the business? Getting that exposure to other parts of the business, but that perhaps you wouldn't have had in in a in a, in a traditional role. Yeah, to, to move around and see, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I mean, uh, one thing that you of course get from, obviously, from from taking global roles is is, is the cultural aspect. Uh, but I would also say, from moving around, I've I've seen many sides of the business, uh, and I've seen many. Uh, I mean, one thing is of course being uh, being in different leadership teams, but also I've been both in product supply, manufacturing. Uh, I've also worked a lot with R and D earlier mm-hmm. in in my career. And you, you of course get a, a, a fair amount of the business understanding when when you when you join all uh, these different areas. And 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 being through that journey also, as I said before, I was in Europe uh, where market access for the really started to be an issue in the pharmaceutical world. In our pharmaceutical world, I would have to say <laughs> in diabetes, it's probably been an, an issue uh, elsewhere earlier. But that was something that really started there. And you could see the same picture coming in China mm. when I was there maybe some years after. And now for really, really strong and clear in, in the U.S. So, so, so when, you, when you get that, you also get some good possibilities to, um, to, uh, to, you know, to, to guide the business. Because you have seen some of it before. Of course, it's different. It's a sure. different time. But you have some of the same patterns uh, in the business. So... Uh, so this thing about moving around is also to get some of the sickness, early sickness. And sometimes it's U.S. that had the early sickness, sometimes in Europe, sometimes in Asia. Uh, and you have some things to, to compare, compare with when you 
when you join a new organization. So mm-hmm. obviously, it, it's giving you some uh, some good yeah. uh, some good opportunities. I've heard it more and more recently. Um, the number of CHROs that I've had on the show recently, when I've asked them their advice of you know what advice would you give to other leaders, one of the things which is reoccurring, which is get out of your country that you're that you <laughs> get out of the country that you are in and, and and go somewhere else. Um, and I was quite shocked when I first heard that, actually, if I'm honest. But now, more and more over the last few months, it's, it's advice that keeps coming up. Because um, as you said, you're exposed to new parts of the businesses, new cultures. You know, when you do go back to your, your organization, perhaps in the national world, you can relate to that because you've been part of R&D, part of manufacturing, etc. Um, and you, you have that sort of full vision across the business um, as well. And also, you've got the different people perspectives on on how different cultures and different countries view the business, because I'm sure it's quite different. Yeah. As you mentioned, the U.S. perspective to to um, the national ba- um, uh, basis where you were was very different. It seems <laughs> in terms yeah. of the cultural. Yeah, but 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 it, it's everywhere. The, the fun thing when working in HR is that that nevertheless, nevertheless, that you you work. I mean, if you work, I, I work with the Japanese management team. It's extremely different. From, uh, from Denmark, Denmark, and it's even more different different from the US. And despite that, it, it's more or less the same thing. When we get into each of the person, we all have the same idea of why we are coming to a job. I mean, I said before and earlier this thing about meaning and mm-hmm. development and, and wanting to accomplish something. That that is that is more or less you know the, the that doesn't the, change. The yeah, that that doesn't really change. But then, as, as, as I fully agree with the one that, that, you, that you quoted before, that, that, you know, get out, get to understand different cultures. That would also increase your awareness and by, about yourself, by the way. Why, when sometimes you think you're extremely funny and some, somebody in, in the US <laughs> or, or in UK... Someone, maybe, someone in Japan else, doesn't find would, it funny. <laughs> they would not laugh. Uh, then you find out maybe that's because of some of the values or some of the culture that you come from is, is like that. Mm-hmm. It gives you, it gives you a good, uh, some good opportunities to get to understand both... Uh, other cultures, but also, but also yourself. So um, I think that's uh, that's valuable. Yeah. Great. Well, look, that that leads us quite nicely on to the uh, quick fire round, where I'm going to ask yep. you five questions, and you have no more than thirty seconds to give us some amazing answers. Are you ready? Wow. <laughs> um, what was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming a senior HR leader? Well, number one thing was was probably um, was was the thing about being acknowledged as someone who had really a, a professional, you know, side one one who had something to 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 chip in with. Because I think, as I said before, that that's some of the challenges that we have in HR that uh, that uh, it's always the soft skills that we talk about. So I would say that that's that's probably number one. Okay, and uh, what's the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Uh, the best, the best piece um, business advice is probably to look for opportunities. I would say it's maybe not the business advice, but but looking for opportunities everywhere. Sure. It goes in HR, it goes in sales, uh, because when you look at opportunities, you you start seeing things differently, uh, and you also forget the, uh, all the negative things. So I think that's uh, that's fantastic advice. Always advice. moving forward. Always looking forward. Always look for for what you can do. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's one book do you'd recommend? to our audience and why? I, I, I continuously come back to Thinking Fast and Slow by David Kahneman. Uh, and it's, it's not really a leadership book, but it's a, it's a book that gives you a lot of insight into how we make decisions, uh, how we uh, human beings are, you know, are 
uh, towards each other. It's extremely insightful. I will advise everyone, uh, both in HR, but also everywhere else to, to read that book because it gives you a lot of insight into why we make decisions the way we do. Fantastic. Well, I'll certainly link that in the description. Um, share one internet resource that you use to increase your personal productivity or, or stay in tune with current events. Yeah, I, I use LinkedIn. Uh, <laughs> that's my, that's, that's probably also what the you get there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but I, I do that. It's, it's, a good, it's a good source of, uh, of, of you say, of information on what's going on. It's a good source of connecting. Uh, mm-hmm. It's always fun to, to, to meet people that way. And, uh, sure. And I use lots of yeah. Oh, it's how we can, it's how we spoke. We you know we spoke a lot by, by LinkedIn. I think yeah, I would yeah. say 80% of the members that I have on the show is through LinkedIn. So yeah. it clearly works in yeah, it to, works to well. with people. It's crazy, don't you think, that in where we are now, if you look sort of, I don't know, even five years back, that you could reach out to anyone anywhere in the world in, in such a quick, easy format to get a, a response is just, it seems pretty amazing, you know, that there's yeah. no excuses really <laughs> for, for not being able to connect with the right people or, or, or network in, in this day and age. Um, so pretty great on that one. Um, could you share one thing around uh, your your past businesses that that you're most excited about? No, or, 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 or always to say, you know, in HR, what is the thing that you do in HR day to day that you're most excited about? Let's say that. Okay. Um, you about the role. I, I, I was ready for answering the other question, but but in HR, you can do, what, the, other, you can do the other question. No, what, what, <laughs> I, no, what I think what I what I'm most excited about in in, in HR is I think that. Um, I think that that there is a huge opportunity to um, sort of work more with uh, with what people can do and uh, what capabilities uh, people have to to enlarge that and and work with the, work a lot with development of people. I think that sometimes I have thirty seconds, but sometimes let's take your time. In, in, organi- <laughs> in organizations, <laughs> we are so we are so locked uh, into those positions we are in, and there are so much many capabilities to actually unlock. And free up uh, that potential to get people to do more. I'm not talking about in terms of hours, but in terms of mm-hmm. and competence. So that that I think I would mention. Fantastic. Well, you've given us some fantastic and actionable advice. So I know our members will be a lot better off for it. So thank you very much for that. Um, give our listeners um, sort of one parting piece of guidance, and also the best way to get in contact with you if they if they'd like to. Yep. Um, so, so I, I would quote uh, from, from Gary Jones, uh, if you know him. Uh, so he says, be yourself more with skills. Uh, and the reason why I, I use that quote is because I think that's so important. And that's also something that characterized, I think, my own career, that you have to be authentic, have to be true to yourself, because that's where, that's where you can grow from. But mm-hmm. then you also have to be aware of that what you wear today, I mean, you can be better tomorrow. So keep on growing, keep on, uh, on building on yourself. Uh, that's uh, that's one uh, one thing I think which uh, is important for everyone. It's important for myself and hopefully also for others. Fantastic. And, well, go and, on. Go on. And get, yeah, and get in, in in contact with me uh, LinkedIn. I would say is <laughs> a good opportunity. Uh, I, I can be found. My my name is very easy, so uh, I don't think there's anyone uh, no. like like me and on, on, on that one. So uh, I would uh, I would say that's the best place because that's also what is kept stable. I mean. Sure. emails and so on changes but uh, I'm, I'm the same on linkedin mm-hmm. fantastic well look thank you again appreciate you taking the time to join us um guys make sure you 
head over to hrdleaders.com. There you'll find all of the show notes on the episode. All, all of the links will be in the description um, to everything, all of the resources will be discussed. Um, also, if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the, uh, to the uh, show on iTunes or YouTube, whatever's more preferred. Um, thank you again for joining us and sharing your journey with the audience. And um, I wish you all the best with the new role. And um, I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Thanks. Thanks a lot.